What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Blake's Take with yours truly, Blake Neiman, and the NBA Draft, where a highly selective elite group of 60 rising basketball talents are selected in hopes that they can transform and be the next generation of success for their respective franchises. The largest prospect of them all, who has been compared to the likes of Luka Doncic and even the great LeBron James, was the clear favorite and there was no surprise with him being selected by the Detroit Pistons first overall in the 2021 NBA Draft. Cade Cunningham can be the centerpiece of what can be the great start of a rebuild in Detroit, trying to ultimately get back to where they were in 2004 when they won it all. If anyone in this draft is going to get them there, it is him. At number two, the Houston Rockets got Jalen Green, who will be able to fill a good piece of that large void in Houston after James Harden's departure for the Brooklyn Nets. He was awesome in the G League, averaging nearly 18 points per game straight out of high school going against grown men. Grown men. He has been the, had the best chance of anyone other than Cunningham to be a star in this league, and he has the talent to be a future scoring champion with his style of play. At the three, the Cavs got a great player with lots of potential upside in the seven-foot versatile Evan Mobley. In college, he became the first player in Pac-12 history and only the second in major conference history to win Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Freshman of the Year awards in the same season. He can defend, score, stretch, at it, stretch it out with the jumper, and much more. He's a great pick and can really help this Cavs team out. And then at number four is where this draft really got its first unexpected moment with the Toronto Raptors selecting Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. It was a surprising move considering the Raptors' lack of long-term success and ter- answer at the point guard position with Kyle Lowry being uncertain. And Jalen Suggs being on the board, a high-floor, high-ceiling player who has represented one of the most safe picks in the draft and a much cleaner fit on the Raptors as currently constructed. Suggs was supposed to fit right into Kyle Lowry's spot as the starting point guard on this team next season. And then, the Raptors were supposed to run it back with a ready-made NBA player who just led Gonzaga to one of the most dominant seasons in the college basketball history undefeated up until the national championship game. Barnes is a versatile defender who has incredible quickness for a guy of his size. However, his lack of a three-point shot going just 27.5% from the on the arc last year creates some concern of how he can contribute now. But if the Raptors can build and the shooting around him, he'll be just fine. Obviously then, at number five, the Magic were left with no choice but to pick the best player still available on the board in Jalen Suggs. Incredibly athletic, two-way abilities, incredibly high basketball IQ, with tremendous potential to be an NBA superstar someday. The story of the rest of the draft from there, outside of the top five, and the top five, man, they have so much potential. They're going to be great. That that top five has lots of talent, lots of room to grow as well, and their game is already so getting so incredibly developed at such a young age, and there's still so much room to grow, and it's exciting what these players will turn out into. They're confident, and they've been ready for this moment for quite some time, and it's excited that they're finally going to get this opportunity. But as I was saying, 
The story of the rest of this draft was how young, up-and-coming teams would add contributors to, to their roster to get some more firepower, while championship contenders were looking to add Impact Now players. One of the most exciting teams in the NBA last season was the young and fiery Charlotte Hornets. With Lamella Ball and Mikel Bridges, it was quite, uh, not, not Bridges, Miles Bridges. They were quite the exciting highlight reel. House of Highlights basically had them on there every single night. And they, they were pretty good. They almost made the playoffs as well. They made a playing game, which was incredibly successful pretty much with how young they were led by. So they were looking to get another piece. And they drafted well last time, picking Lamelo Ball number three overall. So the question was how they were going to follow it up in this year's draft in 2021. Buzz City definitely got a good one. And James Booknight out of UConn. He can play with the ball, play off the ball, and is a top-shelf athlete with tons of athleticism that will fit right in with this culture that has been created in Charlotte. Another exciting team this year was a young that was led as well by a young star at the forefront in Trey Young, who helped everyone in Atlanta to buy in. No matter how much the odds were stacked against them, Managing to eliminate the Eastern Conference one seed, regular season champion 76ers, advancing to the conference finals where they were the only team all postseason to not even the Brooklyn Nets to win a game on the now NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks home floor. The Hawks had the 20th pick in this year's draft and they chose Jalen Johnson, who cut his season short at Duke due to, to prepare for just this moment. Although his college career was cut short of its potential, he was a top 10 high schooler prospect, so he still has lots of upside and talent that is yet to be tapped into. Now to the contenders. We will start with the biggest story in this year's draft and the Golden State Warriors. We didn't know if they were going to trade their 7-14 and 14 lottery picks or if they were going to try and get some players that could help them out right now, even with their young abilities. They really needed to be wise in getting those players that could come in and make an impact now with the, the time frame on Curry's prime closing that window just shortening and shortening every day and not knowing how much longer play can be in his prime with all the injuries that have come. So with the seventh pick, the Warriors chose to keep it and they went with an 18-year-old out of the G League and Jonathan Kaminga. He may be young and not exactly ideal for the Warriors at this time, but he has so much upside, probably just as many, arguably as many as players in the top five, that he has incredible talent, incredible score, versatile, and he has uh, was great in the G League alongside Jalen Green. It, the, it, he's a great player, only 18, year old, 18 years old, has lots of room to grow, and it's an exciting pick. I don't know how much it fits now. But so that's why the Warriors then had 14 pick, which allowed them some security just in case he's not as mature enough quite yet. But they definitely got a mature player in Moses Moody out of Arkansas at 14, a team he led to an elite eight as a freshman. With three ND skills, Moody should be an incredible immediate impact on the wing for the Warriors and also display some shot creation and playmaking abilities, the potential down the line. So Moody should fit right in nicely with Curry Thompson and Green with the ability to play in multiple different lineups given his size and athleticism. So then the biggest story of the draft. The, La the Lakers traded their picks in the Wizards uh, to the Wizards in a blockbuster trade for Russell Westbrook, which I will get more in-depth on in the next episode, of course. And neither the Bucks or Suns had a first-round picks, so that leaves only one pretty much the c contender left. 
the current favorite to win next year's NBA championship, the host of this year's draft in the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets already have so much, so much firepower. Tons of stars with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, probably all top 10 players on the planet. Yet one of those stars needs to rest eventually in this game, especially with how injury-prone they were last year. And the Nets don't have a ton of depth right now, so they are trying to fill that void in the draft. So, here we go. Brooklyn managed to pick up a guy who will be a great addition coming off the bench. I'm surprised he got this far down in the draft with these superstars. He's going to be an incredible asset off the bench. Averaging 23 points per game last year at LSU. Was consistently playing in 29 games all season. Shooting 40.6% overall and 32.5% from three-point range. I can only be talking about Cameron Thomas was an incredible, incredible player last year at Louisiana State University. Was great SEC freshman in the year, I believe. He was an incredible force. And he's going to be a great asset for the Brooklyn Nets off the bench. He showed his skill in college. Was only of a handful of uh, SEC and Big 12 players to ever accomplish that such feat. So it's he'll be a great asset for the Brooklyn Nets. I have no doubt, even though with the star power, I know that the Nets have so much with Harden, with with KD, with Kyrie. I know it's going to be hard for them to get minutes, but he he's going to be an impact player for sure. So we'll see how that goes with them. But just two picks later, they got another guy and a great guy to solve the Nets' extreme problem on offensive rebounding with Darren Sharp. He's six foot eleven, two hundred and sixty-five pound force, who was the best college offensive rebounder in yeah, he was the best offensive rebounder in college basketball. This is going to be great for the Nets. Having a guy who can get put back looks for these superstar shooters who'd put up many shots. The next generation all around in this draft, top to bottom, is incredibly exciting. Arguably the best since 2003. It is one of the better draft classes I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's going to be exciting what these players make of themselves and the talent and perspective and uh, potential that they have going forward because it, it's a huge expectations for the, especially the players in the top five, and they are going to definitely try and live up to them. Cade Cunningham said in his post draft interview that he sets all the expectations for himself and he wants to achieve just the goals that people he is being compared to Luka Doncic and LeBron James and he's taking it on full head of steam and is ready to get get to work in Detroit it's going to be exciting for how these players turn in I'm excited to what these skills they show out in their first year and who will be the rookie of the year it's going to be an exciting draft class who I'm looking forward to 